pop top on the Red Bull. All right, now now we're ready. <laughs> I change the camera here. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Hey Rob, how you doing? Doing great, Todd. This is uh, it's always interesting in the podcasting space. It's <laughs> it's probably good that we uh, are doing this uh, two times a week now because uh, when things break, it's kind of nice to jump in and uh, talk about them a little bit. Yeah, it is, and I've got hopefully breaking news tomorrow. But I been I've been told I can't talk about it today. But probably not. Probably would get drowned in all the Joe Rogan news. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or controversy might be a better way. To- saying it right. well you know you know so for those of you that have not heard and if you haven't heard you're definitely not really paying attention to what's going on in the space that's okay we're, we're here to fill you in joe rogan has reportedly signed a contract with spotify between 100 and 200 million dollars based on performance to move his show exclusively to Spotify, and I guess when does the when does it go exclusive? Somewhere near the end of the year, have you heard, Rob? Yeah, I mean that's all that's all that's been put out uh, publicly, so I, I I can't really comment about you know anything else on sure. that. But I'm assuming it's it's I would think um, I'm not sure what would keep it from happening potentially sooner, but yeah, um, we shall see. You know, I guess it depends on how it goes, right? So. I just have to take a dig here because it, it's fun to do so. And and, not, and, and, and don't get me wrong, Joe, congratulations. I hope you got a big, fat, juicy, true to a hundred plus million dollar check. I'm happy for you. Anyone that's offered that type of deal, congratulations. But if they move you to anchor. <laughs> Uh, you know, it is called anchor for a reason. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, from what I gather, the advertising selling is going to stay the same. Yeah. I heard that too. Um, but as far as the hosting side of it, it's, it's still a little bit unknown. We, we still have not talked to the, the Joe Rogan team about anything changing anytime yep. soon. So yep. th- there hasn't been anything on that side. Um, so I'm assuming it's steady the, the course until yeah. at some point, uh, they decide to do something different, but, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's an amazing deal. And I, there's been rumors out between a hundred and 200 mil on this deal. Yeah. And we don't know what the duration of the deal is. He just said a multi-year. All right. So, you know, if you think about this, this is this is like this is like a earthquake of like well let's let's give it a, a Richter scale rating of about a seven because I would, I would put it on the same scales when uh, when Stern went to XM right or Sirius right yeah well you know uh, Joe Rogan has more people listening to the show than Stern does but um, right. <laughs> but back in the day is what I'm talking right about. right like so a long time ago. So what you have is you have a today a podcast and tomorrow a show and a show that is on Spotify behind a a login no public accessibility unless you have the Spotify app and 
the reaction on YouTube, at least, where some of this broke was 20,000 gave a thumbs up and 18,000 gave a thumbs down. So, and I've seen all kinds of, of course, you always see the negative stuff. Right. Again, congratulations, Joe. I'm, you know, we're happy for you. Um, yeah. But you see the fans, there's some fans that are pissed off. And, you know, and not, not everybody's a fan of Spotify. No, that's for sure. no. And, right. you know, I saw once like I would, you know, it's almost like a Second Amendment person saying, oh, you know, you'll pry my, pry the gun from my hands, you know, when I'm dead or, you know, what they're saying, there's, there's no way I'm going to listen to your show on Spotify. So, right. but at the same time, and I kind of said this and I cr- cranked something out real quick for, podcast business journal i i basically said that he's going to have this marketing power spotify to probably draw him a whole brand new audience people that largely probably have never heard who of joe rogan you know the the 30 and under crowd potentially so there's gonna be a segment of people on spotify that have never heard of his show ever and with him moving the entire library all of it Right. Not not just the new shows. All the old stuff comes right. offline. Right. Think about that. Yeah. So if you want I, your if you want the past episodes of Joe Rogan, you better start downloading them now. That's an interesting point, Todd. Yeah. yeah. If you want all the old episodes, you you best go get them because right. they they are not long lived for the pay, for the free wall. And well, it's a free wall, but it's, it's, it's going to be free, but you right. still have to have the app and sign in. Yeah. So again, I don't, yeah, so, I mean, just so everybody's clear, this is not an advertising deal. This is a, this is a content licensing deal, which is quite, quite different. Um, so, so, he's, he's supposedly going to keep all of the ad revenue oh, from the show too. Oh, bravo. Holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah. If he's keeping right. all the ad revenue, not doing revenue share, you know, well, Todd, I mean, well, we don't know the details. This is an audience play. This is, I mean, I mean, it feels like an audience play. And, and if it you look is, at the is. overall numbers, his show is not that much uh, smaller than the entire platform of Spotify, <laughs> you know, as far as downloads compared to users. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, your unique downloads. So it doesn't map perfectly to to Spotify's numbers, but it's pretty close. I, I believe it. I believe the latest number that was quoted was like 190 million per month, and that's uniques. Um, as as opposed to, I think Spotify has is like like 280. He, he says he's reaching 190 million. million unique people a month. Right. Uh, okay. Globally. So and a, I thought it was interesting that's how, a big number. how they, there was people that they were speculating that this is going to grow his audience outside of the U S more. Um, there was nothing to stop him from growing his audience outside of the U S more before this. No, not so at all. I'm, I'm not really sure, you know, how just being on Spotify does that unless they do a big promotional push outside of the U S but most advertisers don't really want to advertise outside too much out of the U S. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, so anyway, so that's slowly changing though. 
I think more advertising is starting to come in from outside of the U.S. So I guess we'll see. And from a money standpoint, if he doesn't, you know, we don't know the technical details of the deal. No, no. But if he does get to keep all his revenue. Oh. That's the, that that's the speculation at this oh point. Oh my God. Yeah. Man. Hey, hey Joe, I've got, I got a few business ideas for you. <laughs> right. The man, you know, it's like fantastic. So this this is a home run for him, but this is a little bit of a dark day for the podcast space. Well, I mean, financially, I think it's a it's a <clears throat> it's definitely a win for Joe. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to congratulate him on that side. Um, but I do wonder though if if he's going to lose some of his audience though because of this. Uh, it's hard to say, you know, I think I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And I don't know if they'll, we'll know in two or three years as they, if they talk about it, but he's not going to have an RSS feed that's going to be accessible. So here's the thing. He is no longer going to be the largest podcast. He may say he is. Right. But he's technically will no longer be, he was the largest podcast. And when he goes completely exclusive on Spotify, he will be a show on Spotify. Right. He'll no longer be. um, Stern is doing with um, XM Sirius. All right. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the the direction it's going. It's, it's going to free up a spot at the top, top position. I think Tom Webster made a comment. I, I, I think you posted on this earlier today saying that the daily, um, it would kind of take that second, second position, move up to number hmm. one now, but um, now, now he, he was already on Spotify. His show was over there. Oh, it was. Yeah. I didn't think that I didn't think he was over there. Well, someone just said in the chat room, Mike Dell said in the chat room, he was Mike go check and see if he, maybe he just showed up on Spotify. Oh. But yeah, I think he just showed up. I was my understanding that he, he was not being made available on Spotify. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's here, probably why this deal, you know, had some value to Spotify. Yeah. So, you know, Spotify's made some, they've spent large in the space. They paid a premium for, and I'm not saying they're paying a premium for Joe, but they paid a premium for some of the stuff they've done in the podcasting space in this March to try to be a dominator. And, you know, it, it hasn't bought them that many percentage points, you know, globally. If you look at the average, you know, we can look now at the global average consumption of podcasts on Spotify, and that's not that wide. It's not that big of a number. Right. Some shows are bigger than others. Some shows are almost nothing. Well, Ellipson shows about 9.1%. Right? Yeah. I, the I, most recent number. We're probably a point and a half behind that, like seven and a half. So, right. you know, that. They've spent big money to get to seven and a half, but they're not gaining. That that numbers they went there very quickly, and it's not incrementally going up. Right. So the only I way, that, I think, the fastest platform that's growing right now is Google. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a small percentage growth. Yeah. As a it's growing and that would make sense, especially with the changes they've recently made. <clears throat> so, but, but the share price, share price for Spotify jumped, uh, almost 8%. Well, that you on know, the news. So the investors, wall street likes it. Yeah. Be, and, and I would assume 
part of that is more time listening to Joe Rogan means more less time listening to audio means less of a bill they have to pay. Oh, on the music side, yeah. Yeah. And maybe some new listeners coming into Spotify. Right. And the percentage right. of those upgrading. Right. And I'm sure he's going to have to promote Spotify on the show. I'm sure that is going to be part of the deal. He is going to be a Spotify. He's going to be a Spotify fanboy with the, you know, multiple $0 check. And I would be too. Right. Right. You know? So that's, he's not going to go on there that's and. Gar that's guaranteed revenue. Guaranteed. Right. You know, cash that check quick, Joe. <laughs> or checks. I thought it was entertaining uh Marco Arment's comment about it. He was pretty uh <clears throat> pretty stern about it. <laughs> oh Marco Marco's pissed. <laughs> so well, I'm sure it's gonna have a have a direct impact on how much usage his app gets. Yeah, it's gonna hurt all those folks. They're gonna lose revenue for advertising if they're doing any advertising in their app. So right. you take the number one guy away and you know, but here's what I learned. Long, 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 long time ago when I was in the Navy. <clears throat> we would have people that were getting ready to retire that would make these proclamations. How are you going to live without me? Uh, yes. And guess what? They went off like I did. I went off to retire. And yes, my phone rang a few times, someone calling for a little bit of help or information. But that was a very narrow window of time where my value to the U.S. Navy was still something that was, let's call Todd. They don't know, you know, everyone is replaceable. Everyone is replaceable in this space. Sure. So we're going to have, and this is what this is going to do, is this is going to give huge opportunity to some, some new shows out there to move up the, totem pole a little bit here right step into that number one show position exploit that as much as they can and I, I i use that word correctly exploit that number one position get as much cash as you can right and and maybe do another deal right and it is what it is and uh so i i don't the podcasting space is not going to get hurt. Podcasting space is going to continue. People are going to think I could be the next person that could be bought by Spotify. Right. And great. That drives quality content. I, I see people see a lot of negative to this. I see nothing negative. It, good, bad news, good news, anything like this, make awareness in the podcasting space grow, make shows more valuable. Right. It's his, his show is valuable and other shows are valuable. So maybe podcasters now that have been doing this for a while, they have a show that's established. Maybe, maybe there's, you know, a golden a opportunity, right? A golden pot at the end of the rainbow somewhere. Right. Well, I mean, just keep in mind, he's, he's a podcast for the next, what, six right, months right. at least. Uh, and I did see some speculation on on Spotify. Is is Spotify trying to kill podcasts? No. Based on this deal, I know there's been some speculation on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's 
there's 1,060,000 shows in my right. directory. About right. 300,000 of them are active. And as Tom Webster says, this is a beautiful quote. The graveyard is full of irreplaceable men. Charles de Gaulle quote, said that. So we are in a space where it's, it should be considered. We should all be celebrating. This is a, this is a cheer situation. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like the kid that, and again, I, I don't know Joe's full background. So, so we we start in, he did a show in a garage, build an empire. Well, it's like Mark, Mark Maron, you know? Yeah, the I mean, news coming from the news leaves, coming. What? Go, go ahead. The news coming from Mark Marin is quite sad. I know. So yeah. that's true. That's true on that side. Yeah. So those of you that have that list, and I don't listen to Mark's show, but those of you that listen to Mark Marin's show, he lost his partner. Right. Very, very. I hear a very, very touching episode. Yeah. So probably worthy yeah, of his a, girlfriend. Right. Yeah. No. So. No. You know, and it's, you know, someday they're going to be talking about us, Rob, because we're going to be dead too. So it's, you know, it's, you know, you hope you're talked with endorment and not, you know, glad he's gone. But I, I think, you know, it's sad what's happened with Mark's girlfriend, his, his partner. And then, <clears throat> but it's, you know, we have these moments in the podcasting space. So when the little guys win, and then, you know, Joe's been a force in the space for a long time, so he's not necessarily a little guy, but. Yeah, he started podcasting about the same time Adam Carolla did and Mark Marin did. Then that 2009 time period is when <clears throat> those type of guys kind of jumped into yeah. the space. Yeah. So, comedians. And I don't know. I mean, Todd, I have a hard time seeing the daily um, being the type of podcast that either should be or will be in the longer run or even in the shorter run, the number one podcast. I think a, I think another show similar to what Joe's been able to accomplish is going to sit back up on top again. Um, I'm just not sure a daily show is going to going to do that. I don't I've, know. I've never I listened to wrong. the daily, so right. And I very rarely I listen to I listen to Rogan maybe two or three times. I listen to Adam Curry interview a couple others. Right. right. So listen to. Elon Musk. He was, he's been on a couple of times. So I follow Elon Musk quite a bit, but you know, I, mean, I, who I, could, I mean, who could kind of, kind of step into this role in the podcasting space that hasn't already. I think it's an interesting question. I think if, uh, if Howard Stern decided to start doing a podcast, he'd probably be number one. Uh, potentially. maybe, maybe, but Howard is, I, I listen to Howard for, Mm, 30 minutes a couple of days ago and right. uh, he kind of pissed me off it was one of those shows where I just turned tuned off so he's gotten to a point and again nothing wrong with Howard Stern he's, he's brilliant in what he's done but um, and he's gotten rich but he paid his dues for many many years and he was you know got his butt kicked everywhere FCC violations, it just on and on and on. Well, that's why he got to be so famous. Right. That's true. But, you know, I think Stern's getting to the point where 
I think he'd retire at some point, but you know, maybe not. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Stern's not coming to podcasting. No way. No, no way. I might live to eat my words, but I just doubt it. He's anchor for Sirius XM. They're they're not letting him go anywhere until he gets gets done. That's true. And and that, that that's a good comment um is that the sirius xm platform seems to be holding its own and the only reason i have a sirius xm subscription is because of stern the only reason right and it was because i was driving three hours and 20 minutes to columbus you know twice a month yeah well because stern i guess in the bigger picture of things is where joe rogan just went right in the same kind of deal same kind of yeah. situation but it was different with so. with stern because stern was constrained constrained from right. his, being doing the, the antiques he wanted to do on trust or radio right right and joe has not been constrained his show will not change it'll stay the same it'll be the same show just on spotify so so that's a major difference in this and you know so Stern got a huge check. Rogan got a huge check. Fantastic. One one way to look at this is that could uh, Joe Rogan have gotten a similar deal out of one of these big radio networks, do you think? The only place he could have went would have been, I don't know, because. Like like iHeart or one one of these big, huge. You still listen to Stern. They're still doing commercials. They're on a radio format commercial-wise, so. Right. No, I was just thinking. Joe it, I mean, preloads his commercials, and it's interesting that radio didn't didn't get in on this, right? That who? The radio. Maybe they did bid on trying to go after Joe. Well, the, I, who can afford? Who could afford it a deal like that? iHeart, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, but they're not. They they could, mind, but right? they couldn't. They can't put him. They can't put Joe on terrestrial radio. That don't work. No, well, that, no. That's, that tells you a little bit about <laughs> what the future of this stuff is, right? Yeah. I mean, is, is radio going to be able to compete with this at this level? I, I, I don't I know what the, the rules are on talking about smoking a blunt on trust your radio is. I don't know if you can do that. Can you? I, I don't even know. I guess the only thing you can't do on radio is the, you know, the handful of naughty yeah, words the, and what the 13 words or something and, like that. and you know x-rated discussions and that kind of stuff so you right. know again i don't follow the rules on terrestrial but i don't think joe would have fit over there but you know on an app there's an app for that you know um i had a, a back and forth with james cridlin on email and james thought i was mad at him and james i'm, I'm not mad at you because we had a little I, I did a little dig on terrestrial on radio kind of. And of course, whenever you say something on Twitter, if you're not putting a wink or smiley face or shaka or whatever, you know, it, it can be read the wrong way. But James sent me an email and said, we shouldn't be yeah. fighting with radio. And I said, we're not fighting with radio. And I wrote him a quite an extensive email, basically saying here's, and it's, we've talked about it on the show a lot on how I thought about radio. I'd say and, just the opposite. Yeah. We, we've helped a lot of radio they're, come into podcasting. So, um, they're 
they're joining our party over here. It's not the other way around. So, right. you know, and I, and I just kind of laid it out and it, you know, this, yeah. the summary is everything I've talked about in this show before, you know, I, I look at my 30 to 16 year old and I get in their cars and turn on and they turn on the carts on Bluetooth or they're, right. they're plugged up in the back seat. They're not listening to terrestrial and okay. I'm still listening to a little radio here and there, but not yeah. local. It does nothing for me. I don't have drive here. There's no drive. You know, we've talked about this already. So, um, right. So did what's happening now move radio's demise to the left a little bit? Maybe a little, but you know, they're going to be here for 20 years more at least. Right. But are people going to be commuting less now? So because of this going forward, I mean, even, even with us opening up, I mean, more and more of these companies have announced that, you know, Twitter did, and I know well, Microsoft. Tw- Twitter owns one other-, other property too. They tell their other company they don't have to come back to work either. What was? Right. I don't uh, know. It's beyond yeah, me at I this point. Know. Yeah, but more and more of these big corporations are realizing, you know, when they really step back and look at it, they can save a lot of money on real estate by just letting people work from home. So Eric says, uh, <clears throat> actually, uh, I'm reading from the bottom up here. Tom says Conan Show is getting. Conan show is getting there. Yeah. Um, I can see Conan up there. Yeah. Eric says, Eric Trimmer says, Timmer, uh, sorry. He says, uh, Rogan got the best part of the deal laughing all the way. Does it suck that I won't be able to like, like be able to watch like I used to on YouTube? Yes, but I'll follow him because I like the show. And uh, Marty, hi. Well, thanks for joining the party here. Um, you know, I never, never, went to watch Rogan on YouTube. So the only time I ever listened to his content was I, well, I listened. Right. So it's, I would say that, I mean, that's how most people consume it. So the but, question is, Rob, does this show, because we do video, are we going to be able to get the video, our, this video on Spotify? Well, I don't know that our show fits the typical <laughs> I demographic know, I know, for, but for Spotify. Is but any podcaster going to be able to get video over there? Well, because- well, they keep using this term, we're going to add video podcasts, but sometimes I think that maybe they don't really understand what they're saying when they say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, because cause Joe Joe's show is a podcast, but Joe's show is not a video podcast. That's right. He has a YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. It's a YouTube show or it's a, it's just a streaming video show. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a a video podcast is what this show does, but it it isn't what Joe does. So are they going to carry a live stream of Joe's show on Spotify? I don't know that it's live. I think it's all pre-recorded. Oh, so he doesn't actually stream. He just, he doesn't. Well, it's streamed. It's just streamed and on demand stream. But I'm saying is, does he now do it? So Eric, does Joe do a live show on YouTube? I don't believe he does. So it's just videos he's uploaded. Right. Consume most podcasts on YouTube. I, I never consume. Why do you go to YouTube to listen to something? That, that to me is, I don't understand that at all. So. Well, well people do play videos on there um, and just listen to the, the audio though. Like on their TVs or whatever, it'll mm-hmm. be playing or it'll be. You know, their phones are in their car or, you know, something like that. And it's playing through Bluetooth. Yeah. 
it's a it's a cheap way to get the music. Oh, oh. but anyway. All right. So anyway, um, I don't know. And I know there's a lot of people, so, you know, the sky is falling and I don't think the sky is falling, to be honest with you. I, I, again, no, I, I don't see, think I, it is either. I see I it's opportunity it's for, right. for yeah. people to step up. And matter of fact, if I had a show that was, you know, running up there, I would be, I'd be going after advertisers that are on Rogan's show saying, well, I would I say, mean, he's in, well, he's going to still run them, but I would be saying, Hey, you're not getting your message heard other places besides Spotify. You need to be running in my show, you know, that non-duplicative audience. Because I almost guarantee you, I almost guarantee you that the majority of Spotify listeners don't listen anywhere else. I would be shocked if Spotify, because I hear it from my own team. We got a couple of team members that, love the Spotify app and love listening to podcasts on there. They're not using any other podcatcher at all. So right. that's a, you know, they're not separating everything is on, they're doing on Spotify. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to, to see how this plays out and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more in the future. Well, seeing that he's <laughs> on your platform. <clears throat> right. And, right. uh, you know, and if he does leave, well, sorry for the revenue loss. <laughs> Your bandwidth bill is definitely going to go down. <laughs> Potentially. Right. I can't comment too much on any of that. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you can, but if you think about the volume, this is just, it's just, you know, come on, we, we're all, right. it's not hard here. You know, if he, whatever downloads he claims, you look the, you look at the file size and you just do straight math based upon. And you know how much he's using. And, you know, I ran a little calculator on it earlier today. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's pulling some juice. You know, he's, he, he, he probably caused you guys from having, being able to pay for your uh, bandwidth bill on a credit card and have to do bank transfer, you know. So you might be able to go back for paying your bandwidth bill on a credit card now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Todd. Save you that yeah. $20 uh, ACH, ACH transfer fee. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, he's, yeah, he's, not, he's just moving a few t- few terra, maybe petabytes of traffic. So you know, right, right. <laughs> well, there's got to be something else going on in the podcast space, right? Uh, you know, it's here's what's going on is so I'm living in this small town. There's thirty thousand people here. Right. Right. And um, I had someone socially distanced come over to the office yesterday that's getting ready to do a podcast. They've got a, they got big ideas and a pretty good plan. And not because of me. They just came in to talk to me because they knew that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take care of them, of course. But if I have in this little small town someone coming to me with a significant plan, and building a podcast network that tells me that this place, this, this space is nowhere near it, It's still on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now the question is, and these two individuals, they were, we did quite a bit of discussion on, you know, what, what their plan should be. And, uh, you know, they, they're going to give it a two year run to see where it goes. 
and uh, and have fun doing it. So I I think there's a lot of serious people getting in the space still. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't think that this announcement um, negatively impacts any of that. I think it just accelerates it because people realize that wow, there's if you grow a good size show, you know, you might have an opportunity, right? Yeah. Tom says wow. there is one potential negative thing for podcasting about this deal, though. Rogan will now have excellent, consistent metrics and targeting. Advertisers are going to like those reports better than the mixed media they're getting from podcasts might be a safer buy for some advertisers. Man, could be. It could be if they want that client side data. But I've been talking to a lot, I mean, a lot of advertisers recently, and they don't care. They don't care about the client side data. They absolutely, it's not become an objection on any call that I've done in Well, it's buyers, in Todd that are used to buying in streaming radio. That's, those are the ones that care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting any, and these are brand big. I mean, big fortune 50 right. companies that right. are starting to spend money in the fortune. I didn't say 500. I said 50 fortune 50 companies that are looking to buy in podcasting space in a big way. And they, right. they don't care about the client. I have not heard. And I've asked them, do you worry about client side data? Do you worry about attribution? No, no, no. Well, Todd, are they saying that because they know they can't get it? Or are they saying it because they truly don't need that data? They don't need it. To make a buy decision is what you're saying. Now, on the other hand, there have been some smaller people, smaller companies come to me that I've had to educate. You know, you're always doing education. It's actually, Frank, pretty, uh, we had one of our team members talk to an agency recently and that was just new getting into podcasting and it was shocking how much they didn't know. I mean, really didn't know. So that is an ongoing thing where we have to continue to educate. Mm-hmm. Attributions being sold as a service by someone that's trying to make money selling attributed data. And it's being sold as a way to get more data. And, and what they're really getting is about that much more data. Right. Just, you know, a speckle of data. And it's not really that helpful. I no. don't think. You know. All right. I mean, so, so you listen to a what's podcast. What's the cost of it versus what's the benefit exactly. of it? Exactly. <clears throat> cost high, benefit low. Right. And actually is increasing the cost of campaigns. And the trade-off is not appreciable. So. Right. Don't get me wrong. We all, now, Tom, we all want the client-side data. <laughs> I want it just as much as you do. Yeah, it'd be great. And and we got a little bit of that with this this Google management area that was announced. Well, you've got it from Spotify. You've got it from Google. You've from got Apple. it And Apple. So right. you take and a Google. segment of that data and you build a story around your sales deck. You've, that gives you probably 70, 75% of your listening. Probably right there between those three companies. Depends on how many people are using Apple Podcasts, how many people are using Google Podcasts, and how many are using Spotify. You look right. at your percentage on Apple Podcast app, you look at the percentage on Google Podcast app, and whatever that number is, right. you've got client-side data to give. Now, the Apple stuff is always, to me, is the numbers always don't. I shouldn't use that well, function. Well, that means something well, else. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> They're not using the same metrics that we are. 
that I think is kind of what it is. All right. So. Yeah. And, so. And and they're more worried about roll off than they are about. They're like, they want to know when your audience is rolling off. Yeah. It quickly gets into this conversation about duration, right? Mm-hmm. Or segments but, where you see fall off. But we've been providing right. that at Blueberry to partial play data for five years now. Right. So sure. it's nothing new. Right. I agree. Well, Todd, did you see that the nominations for the British Podcast Awards were announced? I did. I got a embargoed email about one hour before the embargo expired. <laughs> mm-hmm. I sent it over to the writing team at uh, Podcaster News and had them put something up. Yeah, I saw that. Right. Didn't read the list, to be honest with you. Yeah. Did you? Is there any notable names on it? Uh, I was scrolling through it uh, just to look at it, and I believe a lot of them are uh, UK-based shows, So, which isn't surprising. Right. Yeah, you don't see a lot of crossover in, you know, these, you know, like the Australian Podcast Awards and the British Podcast Awards. There's not a lot of crossover of different countries in, in those, which is kind of interesting when you think about it, um, why that would necessarily be have to be the case. Um, I yeah. For, I forgot to add one thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do go ahead and finish and, and then I'll come no, back. No, no. Go, no. Go. So. Go ahead. Do you know why attribution has become popular in some instances? It's mm, not because the, it's it's not because the media buyer ROI. No, no. it's not because the media buyer mm-hmm. has wanted it. It's because some podcasting companies are selling it as an additional data. Oh, right, right. They've caused their own problem. Right. Oh yeah, we can provide you attribution data along right. with this do deal. You, oh, we can, do, wow. We, do, do, really do we need, need do we right. need that? Sure you do. You need this attribution data. Absolutely. Right. Right. And then they get it in their head. The next person they talk to, I need attribution data. Well, and then you ask them, why do you need attribution? What kind of numbers? What kind of reports? Are you? Well, we're looking at this report and we, we did a, a $50,000 buy and it was a million downloads or let's, you know, let's just use a number. We had a million downloads on it and we got like one half of 1% that we saw an attribution report that matched up. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's valuable. Right. (laughs) The old saying goes, be careful what information you wish for. Right. You know, it's, it's all, it's all, smoke and mirrors you know you you really need this and we're the only ones that give this to you right yeah really this this is a this is a this is how we differentiate performance on our our, oh you really do wow wow i got attribution data i don't have to pay attention to downloads no more now everything all makes sense right yeah Yes. Hey, someone just said we're both wearing blue today. It was not a coordinated effort. I grabbed the, I, I got 23. Actually, it's not blue. It's actually kind of a, a, an ocean green color, but the camera probably doesn't recognize the ocean green color. You, you definitely need, you, you got a serious, serious 
uh, chroma white balance issue. Your your shirt is what color? It's it's like a ocean green. Well, it looks blue. Every <laughs> I know it does. Here, let's, I know, yeah, yeah. And let's I was look look, at- looking at your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like it's a it's a light blue or lighter blue than yours, <laughs> right? Like a baby blue. Yours does kind of like look that. like gray blue or something. Right. You right. see, your Coca-Cola color isn't really Coca-Cola red either. So maybe that's, they sell these cool things, Rob. They're little, they're little whiz wheel that have a color. Like, yes. <laughs> well, Todd, I have been uh, looking at more, you know, like a Canon um, camcorder kind of, I mean, not camcorder, but a, but a digital SLR. Oh, I, oh really? You know, it's so I can send you a couple of recommendations. Here's the thing about DSLRs. When you use those for long periods of time, battery, yeah. battery's a problem. Oh no, I, you can get these with a, a plug-in battery. Okay. You know, it's got a wire that runs out of the back. You put it in the back Just, of the camera and it, so, you know, if you go 90 minutes on a DSLR, you know, just be aware. Battery, you're going to run it out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and Marty says, royal blue for both of you. Jeez. Now, I'm definitely wearing a royal blue. And if you can't tell, this is where the color problem comes in. This, this is actually peach right here on the shirt for see, those of you listening. I can kind of pick that up. I can see it a little bit. Though. Yeah. So my color it's on like this a, camera like is pretty almost. Yeah. It's almost a pink. So this color on this camera color is pretty close. So, but right. this name, you know, if I change to this camera, see, I, my tone changes a little bit. <laughs> They're not mashed up yeah, perfectly. Yeah. And your collar gets, gets a little bit more of that pinkish. Look yeah. It's, it, and part too. of it's because of the, the light change to the angle. That people listening don't care. Um, no, they don't. Absolutely not. So, so we were talking about attribution. We don't need to go any further than that. We're talking about the UK Podcast Award, the nominations. Right. When are there? When is their award ceremony going to have? Do we know? Uh, let's see here. Does it say on their website? It says here. Hmm. Doesn't say on the front page. All right, so let me bring it up on the. So here, this is. uh, So there's uh, 50 judges. The nominee, the nominees were chosen by 50 judges. That's the difference between most of these awards and the People's Choice Podcast Awards. They've got a heck of a lot of categories: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, one, two, three, four, five, six. How can twenty? They must have some good sponsors because each of my each of my categories costs between typically on average about $600 to run a so voting for listeners choice awards supported by BB sounds now open the word ceremony voting closes on Monday May 6th so sometimes around there will be the will be sometime after that will be the award ceremony Hmm. so I guess they (laughs) streamed they did a live live stream of the nominations uh, yesterday, Todd. Okay. Uh, Tom Tom uh, Webster said the audio for this part will be riveting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've we've fallen off of the card here. It's hard to to beat talking about Joe Rogan. Sorry. No, he's about the color of our shirt. 
Oh, I see. oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, oh, that's why okay. it will be so riveting. Right. <laughs> oh, but when you're doing two shows a week now, Tom, we we have to dig, uh, dig for content. But um, <laughs> dig. And of course, my my mouse is like not wanting to cooperate, so I can't bring up the page I was looking for because there is some there is other news. What the hell's going on? I mean, well. I guess uh, Google has reinstated um, uh, Podcast Attic. Yeah, and with quite, well, it's, it's interesting. There was a double story there because they said, there's some VP said that this show should have never been pulled from the Google Play Store. Agreed. And, <laughs> then, and then he was still getting emails from their system right. basically saying, you know, you need to do these extra steps. So it was kind of funny. The bot was still, you know, in mode that they were not compliant. And um, so that that was kind of a, an interesting tale. So hopefully, and of course, a lot of us, even I tweeted about it, how are you guys going to fix this? So this doesn't happen again. And how do you explain the Google podcast? And, you know, if it, if it was truly, again, it had to be someone reported that app because Overcast and all the other apps did not get taken down so yeah why is that i wonder well that's because no because nobody complained i suppose who knows so what what do you think about this this controversy with these two gals and i'm not familiar with this show at all but they're at war with each other and have you, have you oh, followed yeah. that very much well, well it's a show uh, i was i think it was a couple of youtubers right that that started a show uh, what was the platform? I can't, can't, I can't remember the name right now that they launched on, but anyway, the show became very, very popular. And what was it called again? The, oh, it's like something daddy. What was it? Um, shoot. Yeah. But so anyway, we'll, we'll figure out the name, but so these two women are fighting for control of the show or, you know, I, I keep seeing people talk about it, but I don't, have the full back details on that yeah so they they were very popular they negotiated a deal and then um and then they they um became wildly popular show and and then they wanted to renegotiate the the deal i think it was with was it with cadence cadence 13 be careful i I don't know who it was yeah be careful i don't know who which company it was with but yeah but but anyway, they the hosts tried to renegotiate the the deal because what they had done is signed a deal and gave given up all of the rights to the show, right, um, to the network, and they were basically getting a salary out of this, right. And then as the show became more and more popular, they the hosts kind of rebelled and went back and said, you know, they wanted a better deal, and the numbers were were revealed. It was like uh, one of the hosts got like $500,000 and the other hosts got like 460,000 and, but that, that even wasn't enough. So that's, that's a pretty decent salary for a podcast. What kind of numbers were they doing? I don't know that they didn't share the actual download numbers. You know, it brings up a, I don't know if I talked about it on the last show. We, you know, and again, we've talked about it on this show before, but if you if you're doing a show with a co-host, 
Um, even if you're best, bestie friends or bros, you, you need to have an agreement. We, we just went through a round with a, a very popular show that basically was hijacked by the co-host. They took the show to another platform. They moved it. They redirected it. Um, he had access to all, you know, both, both <clears throat> hosts had admin access. And okay. uh, this, this podcaster is, you know, trying to recover from this. And, you know, he's not right. going to have a complete in- extinction event, but right. he's going to okay, have a lot. I have the, oh, go ahead. The, the updated info. On the, it's actually um, Barstool Sports. Oh, and it's Call Her Daddy was the name of the show, right? Yeah, Call, call Her Daddy. And the agreement originally had a three-year deal uh, for them. They paid about $70,000 per year with bonuses based on downloads. And, um, and I guess the show became, you know, a huge success mm-hmm. and they wanted to, um, renegotiate the contract. This says here, says, uh, one of the hosts made over $500,000 in one year and the other one made 460. So they were making good money on this. There's no question about that, but the host wanted more. And then they also wanted the full rights to their show back too. So the co- two co-hosts were not fighting amongst each other. No, no, it, no. It was them trying to renegotiate with the network, which was the Barstool Sports. Well, the Barstool guy, the Barstool Sports guy, has been uh, pretty active recently on social. So I don't right. know if he's in much of a mood to negotiate or not. I would imagine will Joe Rogan deal for for a while now. I see that there's there's podcasts coming out, many of them that are trying to cover this topic. Yeah, I'm sure. I know that the recode media folks have an episode coming out talking about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably going to be one of the most analyzed deals in the podcasting space for the, the immediate future. Yeah, I you know I think what we're what we're definitely going to see here is that I I we'll see how it progresses over time, and uh, and what happens you know with the uh, w- with those deals, and right. uh, you know what what continues to be popular I guess over time. So yeah, so it says hey, you're still live on Facebook and Twitter. Breathe. Oh, we know we were we know we're live. <laughs> right. Hey, also, I was just thinking too. It's I. I was thinking I, I need to go over and get my hotel for podcast movement. Oh, to Keep, get it reset up. We got the information. Yeah. yeah, we started getting some information from the. Uh, um, what do you call it? From the 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 the, the hotel, the convention people, on. Oh yeah. On being to to basically rebook stuff. So you know, we'll see if it continues here. Um, down the road. So, how did the Outlier Podcast Festival work? It out went for you guys? good. It went good. You know, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the last show, but I think that you know our our expectations were were met, and um, I think that it, uh, um, you know, I I think it went well. I I there was you know I, again you just it's it's hard to have a great interaction with the the audience when you are when you're doing stuff um mm-hmm. 
And, you know, because you're, you're, you're going through your presentation and the questions are going off on the side and you really can't answer the questions. Um, so, right. you know, that's always, it's always a challenge. So, all right. So we are only up on Facebook right now. And, uh, okay. I appreciate I've... everyone not uh, making a comment in the chat room. <laughs> One person warned me. Yes, I'm going to be doing a a presentation also at the We Are Podcasts um, virtual event on on Friday. I'm going to be talking about how to build loyalty in your audience and how to how to foster co-host right. relationships and um, chemistry and and loyalty over there. That, that's going to be on uh, Friday at uh, 5:30. Um, no, 5.50 p.m. on the West Coast on Pacific Standard Time. So that was for We Are Podcast? Yes. All right. Well, I think I've just about got rid of all the all the videos here. We'll, we'll go through and delete that other one later. Okay, so we can get back to the... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yes you know once in a while you have one of those panic moments you can't live you can't undo live <laughs> no you can't <laughs> you can't undo live and uh yeah that that uh that was unfortunate so uh, moving so, on yeah we, we've got a whole segment of the show that's missing folks <laughs> if you're listening to this, if you listen to the audio portion of this, you're okay. But if you watch, if you're rewatching the video portion of this, part of the show is is gone. <laughs> but it might not even be a video podcast today, right? <laughs> so I, I I don't know, Rob. From a from a perspective of, I'm kind of throw my balance is off, kind of here. If, if you haven't noticed it already, but uh, um. I, you know, I think from a news standpoint and watching what's going on with, you know, it's just like stuff is trickling out a little bit and, um, yeah. it's just not a lot of huge, huge announcements. You know, BBC announced that they had you know, like 230 million downloads in quarter one, which mm -hmm. is a pretty big number. You know, if you think about that from that perspective, did see your guys' earnings report that was reported on, uh, on pod news as well. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, have you tried this new RSS and podcast app for a desktop? It's called Wins. No, I haven't tried it. Mm -mm. So this is, uh, it was reported. So I guess it's a podcast web app, I guess. Is that what you'd want to call it? And um, it's a beautiful open source podcast and RSS reader. Yeah. It's beautiful, so, Todd. Okay. So let me, how, okay. <laughs> I'm looking at it here and all right, let me try to reload this. So it looks to me like it's just a, it's, a, oh, it's a soft, it's just actually a software desktop software app. Active activity feeds. Oh, I don't fully get this. People aren't watching too much stuff on the web these days. So I guess this is what it looks like over here in the right hand column. Give so, the IP, I, the, uh, IPs a try, Todd. 
Give the what? That's what it says. Give the IPs a try. Like, I'm okay. missing where you're saying seeing that. Oh, it's the it's the uh, oh, it's you, for developers. Oh, well, it says a beautiful open source RSS and podcast app. Win three point one right. is an open source podcast and RSS reader created by Streams. Free desktop apps are available for Mac, Linux, and Windows web version free as well. Apps. Yeah. Wow. So again, yeah. it's again people are digging for news, and we're I was digging for news. <laughs> Like going over what had been reported over at uh, Pod News. Hey Todd, I'm uh, one topic that just came to mind as I as I'm thinking about it is should should we be paying attention a little, little bit more to I'm, I'm talking about the podcasting industry pay pay a little more attention to what's going on with these um, you know the 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 Amazon's you know smart speaker platforms the Google um, just because it's very likely that listening patterns have started to change. And I do know that there's um, new technology that's being worked on out there to, to integrate these platforms more into cars and mobile devices and other types of appliances. And I, I think that the industry has kind of lost, lost a little bit of a focus and emphasis on these um, smart speaker platforms, mainly for the reason that if you look at the stats, there, there's not a lot of usage over there. But I just wonder if we're we're missing an opportunity by taking our our eye off of the ball, as they say, on that. I I don't know if we are. You know, there's so much stuff happening as far as content consumption. A lot of stuff that we that is just continuing to evolve happens whether we watch it or not. But right, yeah, because I do sense a a little bit of pushback on those devices because they've always, they've historically been growing very slowly in consumption. Right. But I just wonder if we're missing out. I mean, is there something that we can be doing differently? What do you to think? Maybe we make those things grow better. And, and cause I do know that there's companies out there that are thinking about this. Right. And that aren't necessarily in the podcasting space. They're in the content space, right? They're, they're thinking about video, they're thinking about audio, they're thinking about integrating radio, other types of, I mean, these devices are going to be so integrally part of our homes as more and more homes become smart homes, right? Um, that having these in every room of the house or ha- having, I mean, it just feels like that, that, that a, a little bit like with Sonos, right? So in, for many years, Sonos was a very popular listening platform for for podcasts uh it feels like that these platforms are kind of replacing those um and is there an opportunity to create a better discovery experience and a better listening experience for podcasts on these platforms not necessarily i think one of the big things that holds those things back is the group listening aspects of these smart speakers right because they're usually sitting in the living room or the bedroom and People like to listen to podcasts on a personal basis, individually, right? Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things that holds them back. But I just wonder, it, it, are these platforms going to evolve into something that becomes more of a personal listening experience um, over time? You know, I installed a Plex server yesterday. I'm trying to organize. Oh, it, it, wow. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but what I was surprised was is it had podcasting included in as an option to consume stuff. So right along besides movies, music, 
Well, there was Plex a Plex added podcasts about you know about a year and a half ago. Yeah, so yeah, I think I had knew that, but when I added it yesterday, I made you know created one of these Plex servers because I'm trying to basically manage some new media that well, not new media. I'm I'm digitizing videos from VHS and Hi8, and so I wanted a place to put all that and organize it in, and I figured a good place would be that Plex server. So um, when I saw the podcast there. I was pretty surprised. Now, what was more interesting was is that the shows that they're promoting, I really had never heard of before. So it was not like they had a mainstream lineup of shows. I was pleasantly surprised, but at the same time, I was kind of like, will this be a bad experience for someone that is discovering podcasts for the first time through a Plex server? And again, maybe not, um, but I was, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised to see them, uh, see them in there. Yeah, yeah, because I believe that Plex platform is on, in cars, and it's in it. They, they have their own apps for yeah. mobile devices and what stuff. And what's cool is you can access if you set it up to access it. You can access your home library from really anywhere, right? And, and you can tie right. it into a DVR, so it basically builds. You can have one of those over-the-air antennas, and you can record stuff DVR style, and still be able to access it if you have a high enough internet connection at your home. To be able right. to stream your home library right on your phone from wherever right. you're at, right? And uh, you know, my my bandwidth really won't support it. But maybe after I get all the videos converted, maybe I'll install Plex server here in the office and then make it public so that you know, family and stuff can get access to those videos, right? And a little bit on this same um, thread of, of thought, anyway. I, I, I've been hearing it. I'm sure maybe you've heard this rumors too, that Apple's going to come out with a, um, like a glasses type product. Um, when I say glasses, I mean like an augmented reality glass pair of glasses, Mm -hmm. um, that's going to have a special lens layer, I guess, over the, the lenses to be able to project digital imaging. Um, so like, a, like, a, like it's reality. like a HUD, like right. a HUD. Right. Well, it's, it's this combination of like, uh, virtual reality, you know, augmented reality type of experiences. And I, I think Apple, there was rumors that Apple was going to come out with this in a, in a, you know, this next year, or, but now it's been delayed or something like that. I, I just wonder, you know, and you combine this with, um, the smart speaker technologies, um, of these smart agents technologies is probably what I like to call them. These, these is more, um, you combine those. Are we going to come into a time where we're going to use these mobile phone type devices less? Um, I don't know. I think that's a stretch. Wear a pair of glasses, Todd, that, that shows you the screen in front of you all the time, right? Or optionally all the time. Why do we need these? Uh, I think that's a stretch. People, unless, so these glasses are by, I don't know, they're some name brand. Right. And to me, they're low profile, low drag. So are people going to wear, maybe guys will, but are ladies going to watch, wear and some sort of device? It's going to be bigger glasses to have a, HUD's like projection. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it. 
you know, what's well, the same thing. I mean, I mean, Todd, what you're doing right now, you know, is maybe a little bit of an example of what could happen to some degree is where those glasses have like earplugs, right. That plug into your ears. And yeah, maybe. you can, you can listen to content through those. You can control through voice, voice control, the content that's on your, you know, but I, I do agree, Todd. I mean, I do think about this aspect of it is that people like to do things um, quietly too, right? Not say everything because then everybody else can hear you. Mm-hmm. So how do you control something on your glasses um, other than speech? Right. Because right? not in every, you're not going to want to use speech in every situation that you're in. No. So, you know, I just wonder how these technologies are going to. So let's, you know, let's ask, let's ask the audience. Do you think that, uh, a a glassware, like a, something Apple comes out that's similar, well, probably more cooler than Google glass, but do you really think that someone's going to, someone is going to, uh, wear that? I I, I don't know. I, I, or. Or will your watch, um, your your Apple Watch, be the controller of your glasses? That's your that's your touch control of what you see in your glasses. How many devices do we have to charge now? And you know, I well, no, I'm just trying to think of a you know as we move beyond. I think there's been a lot of talk about people moving away from these smartphone devices. How can we integrate the technology into our lives seamlessly and still add this augmented layer, right? And people have these watches that are becoming digitally internet connected independently of the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So I can envision a connection that happens between the watch and your glasses. The watch becomes your control pad for what you see on your your glasses or what you hear in your glasses. Because you can currently listen to a podcast, right? directly through your watch right all you need is some way to listen to it right and apple has these wireless ear pods right why not build that same technology into a pair of glasses i guess if it does the bone conduction but if you've used bone conduction before you know that that is not that's not something i want to listen to every all day long um well i don't know that it has to be bone conduction technology um it can be just like the Apple, Apple earpods today, it's just they're attached to the glasses somehow. Oh, I, Rob, I think you're getting. I don't know. I, I we'll have to see. I just I'm call me a doubter at this point. You know because well they're the, working on something, Todd. I mean I keep hearing uh, that you, there's something coming. You've got most most people that wear glasses that can handle it wear contacts. They don't want to wear glasses. Well, there you go. There's another. So, okay, well, again, we're not cyborgs yet. So I think that the the glass situation, just based upon my experience with Google Glass, I there wasn't that was an interesting experiment. Apple is really, and they did you know they if anybody can do it, they can. But Apple would really have to knock this out of the ballpark for style. Function. Yeah, of course they're going to. Thought. Yeah, of course. But they're not going to be able to come up with a set of glasses like I'm wearing 
to have that function. I don't know, Todd. Oh, there's no way. I mean, not probably not exactly like that. The side um, rails that you have there are going to have to be thicker. There's no question. Eric because says, trust me, the cult of Apple will line up around the block to buy Apple smart glasses. That's true. Right. And I mean, I'm sure that those, those rails down the side will be a little thicker, right? Because they, they're going to have to hold processing power and battery. And, and, you, and they'll probably operate through wireless charging is my guess. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I don't. we will, Todd. Yes. But I, you know, I had a Google Glass with a HUD, with a pop-up that came up in front of me and gave me, I could see the menu items and I could play videos and I could, the experience was just clunky. You know, it, it, even trying to use it, using Google Glass to, to drive was not, it was well, not, I got a better. I wouldn't be comparing Google Glass to this. I think Apple wouldn't come out with something that, that's stupid. <laughs> Do you think so, Todd? It's going to be, the form factor is going to be very difficult. Even with modern technology, the form factor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult challenge. I, I agree with you, but we've got, there's something on the horizon, Todd, that's going to evolve our way that we interface with technology. And this is, you can't just keep turning around these slabs of technology. You know I what mean, made people most mad about Google Glass? They thought you were filming them or taking pictures of them. And you could. You could right. take pictures and totally. you could film you them. Could do a live stream with those things. Right. But people were weirded out and people do, you know, something about someone taking a picture with their camera, that's one thing. But someone secretly being able to double tap on the side of their glass and take a picture is something that people just attribute to perversion, to peaking toms, to you people. When I wore those Google Glass, people would ask me all the time, are you recording me? They would ask, are you recording me? And not in a nice tone. And we'd say, no, I'm not recording. And sometimes I'd have to take off my glasses and show them that nothing was being recorded. Hmm. Well, maybe the glasses don't have a camera, Todd. If they don't, then that's better. But Google's not. I mean, Apple's going to put a camera in it. No way they wouldn't. I think they're going to be fairly simple experiences. I think it's just going to be a visual device. I don't think it's going to have to have a camera in it for it to work. I guess that would keep their iPhone business intact because... Basically, the iPhone is is basically a camera, right? Yeah. Glenn says in the chat room, Apple pot, Apple people are like lemmings. They'll buy anything <laughs> that has World Apple and say it's the best, even if it doesn't work. I agree with you. The tech doesn't exist yet. You know, I'm I'm from the cult of Mac now myself. I use a lot of Macs, and but for me, it's a tool, and I'm not cultish about it. Well, where's the next evolution in our, our digital devices in our experience. That's the bigger question. I think it's all about health. No, it, that's, that, that's not a technology question. Well, it, that, that capability is already here. It's true, but the health stuff is going to increase. And that's yeah, going to be the no, most. No, I, 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 I 100% agree. I think it's the form factors 
I think is where, where the innovations are going to have to happen. Meaning what in form factors? Device form factors. Oh. Apple's been pushing, pushing the envelope on this for a long time. Well, folded so, phones are making yes. a comeback in some instances. I'm yeah. not, to me, a folded phone is, you know, if we look at the future, they show us all carrying around glass tablets someday. So. That's a possibility too. I agree. I agree. Until you drop the, it. The kind of borderless device. Right. I think some of the new Samsung devices that are coming out are are becoming less and less um, of a border. And I well, believe the next iPhone no, is the next, not even going to have that little yeah. camera cut out at the top. Yeah. iPads, the next iPads are supposed to be borderless as well. Edge right. to edge. Where the actual camera itself and the sensor is built into the screen and you can't tell where it is. Yeah. You or, can't, you can't see it. It's there, but right. you can't see it. Right. So it'll be interesting. It's to like see how, it's stuff. like having a uh, uh, teleprompter in front of you. You can read the teleprompter, but the camera can still shoot through the teleprompter. Right. And the big reason why I'm raising this topic is, you know, get us thinking about how how this stuff could impact podcasting. Right. Um. I think the combination of video. And audio podcasting, it appears to be accelerating here, Todd. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, you think about Apple. If Apple and Spotify add video podcasting to their platform, that's what is that eighty percent of the podcasting consumption. Yeah, so. we could see video really come back and be an important part of the podcasting medium. I, I, you know, people still only have so much time for video. Right. And, you know, this show, we, we press it by doing 90 minutes of live and we have people that hang out with us the whole time and we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most of the shows I listen to, I listen on audio. I don't watch too many shows myself. Right. Recently. And again, just recently I'm watching more YouTube stuff than I ever have just because I'm out of stuff on Netflix and Amazon prime. So. Yeah. And they I can't stop producing <laughs> new stuff. Yeah. And I can't call it any more compelling than stuff I'm listening to in podcast either. So. Yeah. Definitely more visual. And it gives, you know, there's instead of two dudes on a show sitting in front of microphones at least the YouTube videos have some sort of, activity and good ones have been edited heavily you know we don't edit except for today <laughs> that's that's what tiktok's all about right Todd? well that's true and people love tiktok but it's 15 to 60 seconds or 15 or 60 seconds of repeated memes everyone's doing the same thing not too much originality on there's a few that are original but everyone else right. is largely repeating the same meme. Yeah, it's definitely a copycatting platform. No question about it. I agree with you. I think it's probably it's like probably being used more as yeah. a dating platform now than a. You know, guys are checking out hot chicks and girls are checking out hot guys, and I'm they're DMing each other, and if they are within, I think they're using it. I think TikTok's a big dating platform now. That's what I would predict, but maybe I'm wrong there. 
Someone that's well, a TikTok or let me. Thing, it's, it's the same thing that's going on with the, in, the Instagram platform. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I hear about that too, about, you know. Yeah, I think. Guys, uh, you know, showing their muscles and their six packs and vice versa. I mean, versa. is it time, Todd, that uh, Facebook supports podcasting? Oh, it's going to happen. I can't imagine. Well, <laughs> maybe. Better, better than they do because right now it's, they really don't support it. With how much of the content's going to get taken down because of community standards? As much as being taken down in other places, probably. Yeah, we're, you know, we're doing live on Facebook and, you know, we haven't gotten taken down yet. Well, we don't do anything controversial here, Todd. Uh, okay. Not on that scale anyway. Right, right. But there's going to be certain people that will have shows that'll be, well, probably already are if they're putting up up video-wise. Right. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yep. So, I think we're at the bottom. Yes, thank God I'm saved by the clock. <laughs> Todd, is this doing uh, twice a week? Is that too much content for us? No, I think, you know, just this week, we were going good until my technical screw-up today. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true we were. so I, I, that threw me off. So again, there's going to be a segment of this show that's going to be missing today. The people aren't, the people were live listening to it, but I just have to remove that segment. Well, Give us feedback. Uh, do you think that there's, uh, you only want us once a week or is it okay that we're doing it twice a week? I think as long as we have enough news and what we need to make sure we do, Rob, is if we, we quit early, if we run out, we just don't need to dig to go to 90 minutes. That's the key. <laughs> but I, but I like digging. Todd. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> and of course you had an absent host here for about 15 minutes while I was killing stuff so that that didn't help things right that, that did not help things so you Man. are going to go and edit that out right oh it's yeah it's it's going away immediately <laughs> even right. the even the facebook post is going away immediately so that's good yeah it was a operator error on my end those of you listening later you're like what happened so all right well i guess we'll wrap up out of here todd okay. at blueberry.com at geek news on Twitter, um, at Rob Greenlee, and that's with two E's. Uh, and then I can be found an email, robg at lipson.com. And we'll see everyone next back here on Saturday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We definitely appreciate it. Take care. We'll see you next Thanks. time. Bye-bye. Okay.